Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me Podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 202. What is good, Bercago? I hope you are all doing very, very well. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. I hope everyone has returned from all their vacationing and all their chilling with their family, friends, and loved ones and are doing well in this new year of 2018. I am chilling. This is a solo show. This is something that has not ever really happened on Spawn on Me because we've always either had a couple people off doing a couple things, but this week uh, we come back from vacation and it's just me. Uh, I'm feeling super under the weather as you can hear, uh, but we're all going to get through it and we're all going to chill. Much love to Reef and C and Tanya who are all running around doing stuff. Tanya's at MAGFest currently. She should be back by now. Reef is doing his thing. Tutoring the Ute STEM. C is doing his thing uh, over there. And uh, we have some really cool stuff for for this episode. Um, We're going to just jump right into it. I hope, again, everyone is doing really well. um, And I hope that you've had a prosperous new year already. Um, I've been chilling. Uh, Things have been good. Uh, I went to Vegas for for Christmas, which was a really interesting deal. Uh, My wife and I and some friends, we went and hung out and uh, saw Vegas. It was my first time going to Vegas, which was super weird. Um, I had never been before and everyone who has ever been told me that you have to go and do certain things like the Bellagio uh, fountains and you need to go check out the buffet. Uh, so we did all that, which was really cool. Uh, we walked the old strip, which was really dope. Uh, chill down there. Had a lot of fun. Went and saw the Thunder Down Under show. If you are familiar with this, it is a male review show. Um, we had some parties in our crew who were very excited for the Thunder Down Under show. Uh, they got to touch male bodies and touch them in their pieces. And I'm not going to say which pieces, uh, cause I don't want to incriminate my people like that, <laughs> but it was really fun. It is a weird show because it is like the most dead eyed magic Mike show that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's like people who have negative rhythm who have negative want to be there during the holidays, uh, who get touched on by screaming uh, horny women, which is in and of itself uh, good enough for the price of admission. Uh, so that was an interesting time. I drank my face off, had some really good food, chill with the fam, um, and it was and it was a lot of fun. Um, so coming back from that, um, coming home, back to Portland, come to chill with the fam, and uh, it's interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, there isn't a lot of gaming news uh, happening currently uh, because it is the end, uh, the beginning of the year. Uh, there isn't a lot of new stuff happening. This so they're kind of cleaning up the end bits of 2017 and then pulling in uh, some of the new things that they're trying to do. Uh, most game companies are kind of position themselves for the new year. So it leaves us with a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of what we've been playing. Um, and since the rest of the crew is not here, I will just tell you what I have been playing and I will fake like they were played a whole bunch of stuff. Cause I know they didn't cause they're lazy bastards. They didn't play any video games during the whole season, whole holiday. Cause they were chilling with their family. Uh, but I've been playing a, a shit ton of Gorgoa, uh, which is, uh, I have it on my iPhone currently, but you can play it on steam. You can play it on uh, iPad. You can play it on iPhone. Um, I don't know if it's out for Android. I don't know if that's, um, in the ecosystem for them, but it is a really, it is, it is one of the most beautiful games I've seen in the past couple years. 
I think what they've done with the art style of everything being hand drawn and um, fantastically done. It's like the little intricacies of all the art are really prevalent in everything that you see and everything that you do. And it feels like it's such a cohesive, well thought out product that uh, you have to give the creator uh, props. It was a one man team over a certain amount of years. I can't remember exactly how many, but it was a fantastic, uh, I think destructoid piece or polygon piece on him about just how the labor of love was there for him trying to make this game and bring it to light and bring it to, to, to all of you to enjoy. And if you've never played it, it's this kind of slide puzzle. If you ever remembered slide puzzles when you were young, where you had to kind of get one part to go in a direction so that you can release the other pieces so that you can get those in alignment. It's pretty similar to that in terms of the way that this game goes down. So uh, the way it works is you'll slide pieces into into their position and then it opens up uh, new segments of the puzzle that you'll be able to kind of interlock and then to connect together to kind of build out the, the particular, uh, I'm not going to say story, but the particular image or the kind of motif that they're trying to share uh, for that one particular part. It's so good. It's really fun. It's super cheap. I think it's less than five bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's at least less than 10. Um, so it's like an instant easy buy. Uh, for folks who, who have the means to do so. Um, and I feel like this is one of those games that if you haven't been paying attention to it, you need to do it. It's like one of those for the culture games. It's like for the, you know, art as games as art, uh, conversation that we currently and usually have on our show and in our space with the people that we love. We always try to support people who are doing something that's outside the box and is kind of moving the, moving the, uh, the genre forward and moving the, the industry forward. I feel like this is one of those games that is doing that. You know, it takes a lot of time and effort to make something like this be as beautiful as it is while also trying to uh, uh, create something beautiful. So Gargo is a game you should definitely check out. Shout out to Annapurna again for the folks who are producing these kinds of games or publishing these kinds of games. Um, it's fantastic that those things are out in the world. Uh, we should definitely be supporting stuff like that. Uh, something else that I've been playing has been a shit ton of Fortnite, and I'm actually getting better. I started playing Fortnite on PC recently with controller, which is in and of itself. So don't beat me up. All the people who are keyboard and mouse people, don't beat me up. I'm playing a, a first person shooter, a third person shooter on console with uh, <laughs> mouse and keys. I'm sorry, with a controller. And um, I've been I've been doing work. It's weird. I've been doing more work. With a with with a controller, playing on keyboard than I have when trying to play with a mouse and keyboard, which has been really fun for me because it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something that people don't do often, even though there is a fair amount of aim assist on a PC with controller. But I don't give a fuck because I'm king kills and I'm doing work and I'm getting wins, so I don't care. I'm do I'm doing my part. I'm being a team player. I'm kicking ass. I'm trying to be a good citizen and a good American. By using guns like everybody else does. <laughs> I'm doing my American duty uh, using virtual guns uh, in place of real guns. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, and it's been really cool to kind of dig back into that game. Uh, especially now because breaking news, my PS4 just died like the day of this recording, which is Monday. And you'll be hearing this hopefully Tuesday. Um, PS4 just 
turned over and farted, was like, uh, fuck you, and died. Uh, so that's hopefully going to get fixed soon, so I'll be able to play uh, Paragon and uh, Fortnite again on a console, which is where I usually play. And weirdly, I don't do as well on console there than, than I do with a controller. It's such a weird thing. It's such a weird backwards uh, phenomena for me right now when playing that kind of thing. So um, those are two games that I've been playing. Um, looking for more stuff with the new year hitting. But it's weird too also because my backlog is heavy. You know, my, my pile of shame is still there. I still haven't finished Wolfenstein. Um, I still haven't finished uh, Evil Within 2. Uh, I still haven't finished like four or five other games. I'm still chucking, uh, chugging along through Assassin's Creed, which is still getting better by the day. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm still trying to work on before we can even talk about new games coming out that we're going to deal with in 2018. So uh, there's a lot of stuff in that space uh, that's happening that I'm trying to get through and try to work my way out, work my way around. But it's taking forever, taking forever to get some of that stuff done. It's just so busy uh, with life and, and, and real world stuff and, and all those things combined. So um, it's hard to get all those things together in a way that's um, going to be easy for me to like get through while doing all the other stuff that we have to do. And some of that stuff we'll be talking about, uh, during the rest of this episode. Um, so with that being said, we're going to jump into a little bit of news since news is kind of light this, this week. Uh, is not really a lot of stuff going on? Uh, but a couple of things that came up that I thought were really interesting were, um, uh, so the folks over uh, at PUBG, uh, the folks at PUBG Corp, the folks who make player, uh, players unknown battlegrounds. I'm sure you've all heard of it at this point. Game that's been kind of taking everyone by storm, uh, getting people really mad on the internet because it got a high score uh, on Polygon and now on IGN. So uh, that's a whole other conversation that you know people definitely want to get into. Shout out to Chris Plant for his for his uh, his review over at Polygon, which I think was really well done, um, and I thought was. Um, you know, people give a lot of shit to him for his for his perfect score of ten, but you know he kind of talked about why he did so in a episode of Quality Control that they do, which is like a really small uh, podcast that they do to have people who are from Polygon come on and talk about what they do and, and you know why they like the game they like or why they gave a score for a particular thing. And he gave a really reasonable, I think. Um, analysis of why he thought that that game deserves such a high score even though it's kind of broken in some ways and it's not super optimized on the, on the xbox and has had issues uh throughout its development cycle and its time out in the world um you should definitely go check that stuff out i think it's i think it's interesting i think it's uh, a conversation that changes a lot of the way that we think about scoring and reviews and about how some of the the things that we think about in terms of review marks and the way that we look at games crit in that space, maybe need some tweaking, right? Where it's like, I don't disagree with his 10. Um, I actually do agree with it. Cause I, you know, I, I sit and watch folks like uh, Will Smith of the Foo show. Uh, definitely go check out the Foo show. If you have an Oculus, uh, I think it may, you, you should be able to see it maybe on vive too. I'm not sure, uh, but it's a VR, um, talk show that's hosted by Will Smith, uh, who used to be, uh, tested.com and, and all those, and all those folks. Um, I've been watching his streams. He plays a lot of PUBG and I love his streams. His, st his stuff is so much fun and has really gotten me into 
the the PUBG kind of community in a lot of ways. So watching him and watching um, Austin Austin Walker and the rest of the Waypoint crew and Danica and all those folks um, playing PUBG often has given me some insight into the game and also just some insight into you know what makes this game so special currently. Uh, and there are a lot of things about that. Uh, but currently, it's only on PC and on Xbox One in early access. Uh, but the folks over at PUBG Corp aren't just thinking about those two platforms. They've been thinking about getting that game on basically anything that you possibly can. They even talked about possibly, you know, what what would they do if they were able to get that on the Switch, uh, which would be a really interesting space to see that game on. But most people, when they think about that, they're like, oh, is PUBG going to come to PS4? And currently the answer is no. Uh, there is no version of that game that's really being made. And kind of the, the gist of the article that was that was shared on, I believe, Destructoid was that Sony has a really high standard for uh, what they put on their store. And because the game is not really up to snuff in some ways, you see that we don't have a kind of early access version of games for uh, for Sony systems that they're basically like, no, you can't put this on here because it's not up to snuff yet. Which is an interesting thing, right? Where it's like you have that as the metric that Sony is saying, we will not put stuff that's not done, not fully done, you know, air quotes, um, on our store. When Xbox is like, hey, you can put kind of whatever you want on our store. Um, You know, let the markets kind of decide where your game will wind up and where your game will be. And we'll figure out from there, you know, what to do with that. Um, So it's an interesting uh, space for PUBG to find itself in, but I think it would be really cool. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard Paris, Paris Lily over at Gamertag Radio talk about this and, and Pete and those folks talk about this is the perfect time for Xbox and, and Microsoft to wrap that group up. And when I mean wrap that group up, I'm saying, you know, make them exclusive to the Xbox platform, make them excuse exclusive to the windows platform, which would make a lot of sense. It's, the game has sold a shit ton of copies. It's really popular. And once they get their stuff together on the on the side of, you know, optimizing everything and making it all run really well, that game is going to do a lot of numbers. Like, I don't see that game being one in which it just stops selling. You know, it can only get better from here. And I think that people, when they talk about that game, they have this interesting ceiling where they've seen things kind of be broken and... They don't want to give it the the ability to keep growing in a way that's going to be beneficial to players and beneficial to the to, to PUBG, even though they already have some contenders who are kind of looking to impede on that space with Fortnite and with uh, Paladins Battleground, which is really shitty because they just totally, totally stole the name uh, to try to make their own battle arena game or battle royale game, which is such an interesting thing for a game that's also kind of not still done yet. It feels done, but it doesn't feel like people are really paying attention to it in the same way that uh, they were with other games. So Paladins is a really is a really uh, weird uh, jump off as well. So PUBG looking to try to, you know, widen their, their reach in the market is going to be really cool. Uh, I wonder what that's going to look like in real terms. Like, when would a PS4 uh, version of that come out? Is that like once Pub- once PUBG hits like 2.0 on PC, is that going to be 1.0 for PS4? You know, how long is the exclusivity 
uh, with Xbox. That's something I don't necessarily remember off the top of my head, but it could be really interesting to see, you know, how that how that game does once it's optimized. But it's gotten a lot of grief because the the game that's on Xbox doesn't really run well. It's actually pretty bad uh, from what a lot of, lots of people tell me. So um, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm excited to see where PUBG continues to go because, like I've said here and I've said in the internet uh, on Twitter and things like that, um, PUBG offers an experience that a lot of games don't. Um, there's a great uh, interview. I'm sorry. There's a great review uh, by Chloe Rad, who I love. She's fa- she's a fantastic writer on IGN. Uh, she gave it a 9.5. And it talks specifically about, you know, when you go into that game, every game is different. Like, you go into it with the same ideas, but you come out of it with different experiences every time because it just has so much emergent gameplay and uh, the ability to have all these really amazing moments. So, um, yeah, PUBG going multi-platform would be a smart play for those folks uh, specifically. Um, The other story that we had for this week is that Nintendo breaks records with the Switch. Uh, They have been killing it, killing it, killing it on the sales on the sales side of things. Uh, Engadget uh, says that the Switch is the fastest selling US console ever. That is huge. Um, I would have never guessed that that would have been a thing uh, because Nintendo, well, because of my hate of Nintendo. No, I'm just playing. Uh, Because of, you know, it's a handheld game. It's a handheld market in very small terms, but what they have done is made this hybrid system that really works phenomenally well. And I used to talk a whole bunch of crap, but now that I own one, I'm like, yo, the Switch is super dope, and they need more things for the Switch, and why is this game not on Switch? So, seeing how much it is sold uh, in such a small amount of, small amount of time has been fantastic. It sold 4.8 million units in just 10 months, which is madness. Madness. It's so crazy that it sold that many uh, Nintendo Switches, but with the lineup that they've had with uh, Odyssey and Zelda and then bolstering it with some third party stuff. Uh, it feels like they have just been killing it all year and it, it's been not quiet, but it hasn't been really loud either. It feels like they've been just silently chugging away and getting things done. Um, they said that uh, worldwide Nintendo has sold over 10 million switch consoles since December 12th. And the company predicted that it would sell 14 million units in a year. And that seems pretty much on track. Uh, for that they would easily beat that goal. So I wonder. That's it's it's wow. It's gonna be madness to see where that console goes. It's gonna be interesting to see once they get their online stuff together how that's gonna look. Uh because they need to get that done. That needs to be something that's going to be um kind of really taken care of if they're gonna get into another stratosphere of sales. Uh, but it feels like the crowd and the Nintendo fan base, they don't really care about the, the online stuff as much because they have the games they want. The games they have are really, are really, really good. And it feels like, you know, other games that just kind of come out of the woodwork like Battleship Brigade and and um, some of the other ones have been stuff that people have not really paid attention to but are definitely now paying attention to. They're like, oh, wow, what is this game that's going to be coming out here? Uh, on on this console, so I I am excited for it. Um, we'll see what happens in the market. It'll be really cool to see how everything kind of pushes itself out. 
And then what happens after that is going to be, you know, what's the second round of games going to be for the Switch? Like, are we ever going to get a Metroid game? Are we going to get a Castlevania game? Are we going to get some of the stuff that we're, we're used to on Nintendo platforms besides the stuff that we've already gotten, the Mario Karts and, and things like that, which is going to be really cool. And then if we see that happen, now you talk about install base and install base is always going to be huge because install base means that now companies who didn't want to do stuff on your console before look at it as a viable place for their games and they have to figure out what to do. They're like, all right, so now we have this game. And we wanted to sell units. What are, what are we going to do? Like, how far can we go? Thinking about games now that I'm playing that I would want to see on there. Like, I don't know if I'd want to see a AAA Assassin's Creed kind of version of a game like that. But I would totally be down to see Fortnite. I'd totally be down to see Paragon. I'd totally be down to see um, some more sports games and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, what what are the things that people are going to be clamoring for uh, in the next couple of months and years when that system is kind of like in its in its in its sweet spot? So we'll see how we see what happens with that. And that's going to be really cool to be able to uh, kind of witness in full time and then see, you know, how Nintendo, if they open themselves up to uh, being less Japanese in some ways and being so tight with their their IPs and things like that, uh, because then you'll really get to see uh, them do some work and do some damage in sales. I think that will be something that would be really huge for them. And it would really just grow the brand in a new way um, that we haven't really seen before. So that will be fantastic uh, for them and for us because we will get really dope games on their system. So um, last thing uh, that we have for episode 202, as I run out of breath due to my new cold, sucky colds i hate them they're the worst uh we have some coming up in the next couple of days uh is will be coming up actually uh you probably you're going to be hearing it and being a part of it if you possibly can this weekend um it's our annual charity event spawn for good uh we have a fantastic organization that we're working with that i'm sure all of you have heard of before uh, the wonderful folks from Black Girls Code are going to be who we're sponsoring or who we're going to be raising funds for this year. And I'm amazingly happy about this because I love everything that Kimberly Bryant does. Uh, and I've been a huge fan of uh, uh, Black Girls Code for a very long time. One of the first stories that I ever did, one of the first interviews I did ever in the wild or in the field uh, was with Black Girls Code when they did an event back in New York over at Pace University and uh it was it was always pretty fantastic to be able to work with them um and see all the good work that they were doing uh and anything that we could do to help bolster that uh we'll be able to do so hopefully this weekend uh we usually have our our uh, $5,000 um goal of how much money we want to raise um, and we'll have some really cool stuff going along for the weekend. Um, I know that I will not be streaming this weekend because I'll be out of town, but Sharif will be streaming. We'll hopefully get some other folks from the team to be streaming. I'll be back probably Monday evening uh, to finish out uh, the streaming weekend on, on MLK Day. Um, and we'll we'll have some really cool uh, information uh, throughout the weekend, which is what we usually try to do. We want to mix the gaming up with 
uh, being informative about not just the organization that we're working with, but you know, the, the, why this is important to us as a, as, as a crew and as a show and as a, as a gaming community uh, to support amazing black folks doing amazing things and trying to, to make that space better for everybody. Um, so, uh, we'll be doing that, uh, this weekend. We want everyone to come by our, our Twitch, our Twitch page, uh, twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Uh, we'll get, we'll be talking throughout the week about ways you can get involved. If you'd like to stream with us, uh, we'll also be talking about, you know, any of the other, uh, um, things that'll be going around, uh, the event for this weekend. So again, everyone, you know, we, we really love when the community comes together for events like this. Uh, we really love when people can come together and stream with us, um, and participate and to raise money for a really, really fantastic organization, uh, like Black Rose Coco that has done the work that has made, made, our space is better has given so many opportunities to so many young women and girls who are out there who are learning to code and become a part of this tech industry that we sorely need. Um, and it's going to be a fantastic weekend, uh, where I know a lot of fun games are going to be played and a lot of fun, uh, memories are going to be made. Uh, so we definitely want you all to be a part of that. So again, check out all of our social channels, our Facebook, our Twitter, um, in our Twitch feed, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some streams in before the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure if we're actually going to do another show this week uh, because uh, of all the uh, planning to get everything together for Spawn for Good. Uh, so this will be Spawn for Good for uh, our fourth year of doing this, and we're super excited to do that with all of you. Um, so before we go, I got to thank everyone out there who has been listening. Thank you so much for sticking with us uh, during our break. Uh, our Patreon members will be getting some content together for you all as well soon. Um, it, the running around and getting everybody together has been uh, a little bit of a slower uh, ability to get all that content out to you all. But don't think that we forgot about you all. We definitely have to make sure that we take care of all of you with some more episodes of So Mad, Spawn of Me After Dark. And uh, we're still looking for more folks who want to be a part of the Bracago Be- uh, Beltway show to talk a little bit about some politics. Uh, and talk about some of your feels about all the things that are going out around, like uh, maybe President Oprah, if you watch the Golden Globes uh, this past week, or I should say this past weekend. Uh, I would love to hear people's thoughts about that. That would be pretty fantastic. Uh, so we have those coming in, um, and we also have uh, some more episodes coming up next week as well. Uh, so, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with me in my terrible cold and my uh, snot-filled self. Uh, But I want to say I love you all. Thank you all so much for letting us continue to entertain you, bring you some some dopeness every week. Uh, We hope to continue to do so uh, well into 2018 and beyond. Um, And with that, I would say check out all our stuff. Check out our Twitter, at Spawnomi. Check me out, at Kajakins, at Sharif Jackson, at Stubby Stan at Cypher of Tear, uh, and also make sure that you are uh, helping to keep the lights on in Bricago by going to patreon.com slash spot on me and check us out on Facebook as well uh, because we can use some love over there too. So again, hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday and we will get up with you all in a few. Much love and peace.